0: you remember when there was a debate about which show was better breaking bad or game of thrones stop no stop no stop 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 i'm not allowing this this is not going in i'm I not thought, allowing it but i thought this would make a great intro i'm, to not, the episode. I'm not allowing
1: it I'm not allowing it. How dare you pull the rug out from under me. You didn't tell me you're going to do this. No, I'm not not entertaining this conversation. I'll walk out right now. (laughs) I'm getting like red in the face as an audio medium, but you can't see how mad I am. The first four seasons of Game of Thrones are better than Breaking Bad. Aaron, do you honestly believe that? No, Aaron. No, I don't. Go back to the A&A podcast A&A. <laughs> It's just Aaron talking to a fucking mirror <laughs> for, for two and a half hours straight Alright, here we go Also known as Tuesday
0: <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the a and podcast We are here for episode 4 to focus on the film El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie Aaron, how are you doing today? Doing good
1: just fresh off the the heels of diving back into a universe that we haven't seen in six years oh, that yeah. I miss ever so dearly, so feeling pretty good about that. Nice, nice. And did you uh, you have a good week this week? Yeah, yeah. Like literally nothing eventful happened, but yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: but did you watch anything new?
1: Well, actually, you and I just saw Zombieland Double Tap. Yes, we did. And um, perfectly pleasant little movie. Um. I will say, I think that 10 years is a little bit out of its window, maybe for the target audience. I don't know how much money it's made so far or how it's really been received by critics or anything. Um, We kind of just saw it last minute because we're like, oh, it's out. Like, why not? Um, We're both pretty big fans of the first one. Um, Same director, same cast. Just didn't really have as much of a lasting impact, I feel like. As the first one is?
0: For me, like I thought it was really, really funny. I thought it was really great. Without getting into spoilers, obviously, um, we decided not to do a podcast on it. Not for any particular reason, but we just have El Camino to get to, and so we wanted to prioritize that for sure. So um but, but in terms of Zombieland, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I would recommend going and seeing it if you've seen the first one.
1: Yeah, I um I'm saying you could either do with or do without it. It doesn't really make too much of a difference. For me, the jokes were batting about 50%. So, um, there's a couple of characters you might not find very, (laughs) very fun whenever they're on screen, but like, or you might love them. I don't know. It's weird. Um, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird kind of vibe where, you know, a lot of the main cast, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson have all become, even bigger than they were back in two thousand nine, highly accolated, like 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 they have a lot of awards, right? Like like super nominated for a whole bunch of things all across all across their performances of multiple other films, and like this is almost I feel like they they treated this movie as like a break. They didn't they knew they didn't have to like t- try super hard, so they kind of phoned it in a little bit. Um, particularly Emma Stone but she's
0: also not given much to do yeah I don't know if they phoned it in or if it's just like they the Wordy, Wordy,
1: Wordy Harrelson's having fun <laughs> Oh yeah like yeah. he and
0: Jesse Eisenberg you can see it they' they're having they're really having fun. yeah I, for Emma Stone because you you singled her out like I don't think it's that she wasn't trying. I think it's just that she wa- her character wasn't given as much yeah you know
1: yeah which is disappointing because I love Emma Stone yeah and I don't know like yeah it it's not the first movie. It's 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 harmless, I guess, but still, it's just kind of dumb entertainment, I guess. Turn your brain off, kind of thing. Like if I gave it a rating, I'd give it like a seven two or something. All like right. a, a solid C.
0: <laughs> I'd probably give it a seven five. Okay. Yeah, not terrible. Not, I, not like great. I I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I loved it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah.
1: If it looks good, then go see it for for yourself. I have also been watching. Kind of an old show. The West Wing. I don't know if you've ever heard of The West Wing.
0: Of course I've heard it. Yeah. never. I've only ever seen a couple episodes, but I haven't seen it all the way through.
1: You know that guy that's in uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters? The glasses scientist guy? White hair, like AKA the worst part of that movie. The worst, yeah. the literal worst part of that movie. The, 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 the one's always throwing out snarky
0: comments. I oh, can't yeah. remember any right now. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, oh, one- yeah,
1: the one, that's like, "Oh, it's God. Oh my God." Yeah, Zilla. Zilla. like that guy. And then yeah. the one
0: that also called the fucking uh, Ghidorah, Mo, Larry, and Curly. Yeah, like yeah, the Three him, Stooges, him. like yeah. Shut up. Yeah, dude. basically,
1: yeah, basically, AKA that actor. I forget his name, but he's the worst part of Godzilla King of the Monsters. He is like the third best part of the West Wing and there's a lot of good good stuff Martin Sheen's also in it he plays mm-hmm. the president mm-hmm. he's by far the best part of the show and then Allison Janney who recently won an Oscar for oh, I I didn't Tanya. Know she was in that. yeah yeah uh, I don't want to say it's where she got to start but I I guarantee huh. you she won multiple Emmys for it or at least was nominated several several times she's fantastic too I'd put her as the, the second best part of that show interesting um yeah um it's a good one it, it's um it's a little mental break. From reality because it's like oh yeah like, and and I am also in like early seasons so it's pre 9 11 this was filmed like 99 to 2000 yeah um and I think it went on to like 06, but where I'm at right now is pre 9 11 so it's a very different kind of uh atmosphere for its real, real in quotation marks politics right, so um it's kind of nice to just be seeing a little bit of fictional politics as opposed to you know real stuff, I guess you kind of have to turn your brain on because a lot of stuff it's a lot of dialogue oh i'm stupid i forgot to mention entirely it's created by aaron sorkin
0: really so yeah it's 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 yeah yeah yeah
1: it's it's got a ton of a lot of dialogue yeah a lot of long taste characters walking around and the cameras following them walking around the hallways of the white house yeah no or of the west wing rather and yeah, no, you can see his thumbprint everywhere. And you can tell when the episodes are written by him or when the episodes are not written by him. Yeah. You can kinda of, you can kind of see the difference. But yeah, he's got a hand in like just about everything. It's it's really, really well done. And again, I'm only on like season two, but like, yeah. This was one that I put off for a while. I Wait. saw it got added to Netflix.
0: Oh, and, um, okay. I was gonna ask. I was like, where do, where do you watch yeah, it? Okay. I, I put so it, it on off Netflix. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorkin, you you can see him like his influence pretty yeah, much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Because you know me. That's the shit I love. I know. Yeah. He
1: has um uh I, I don't want to say anything about how it is. I mean, I know it's a 20-year-old show, but if you're going to watch it, I don't want to say anything. But yeah. the way that Martin Sheen's president character gets introduced is one of my favorite ever character introductions ever. And it's so storkin'. So I'm like, oh, huh. oh, I love it. I, I, I literally like, um, I literally was just on the couch right there. And like when he popped up, I was like, oh, like, I, I, I ate it up. I loved it. I was like, yo, that's the dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes in like a big man. and I'm like, oh, oh yes, there he is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I mean, West Wing has been on on my list of infinite things that I need to watch. I found out a couple about you today that I'm not proud of. You found? Fa- oh yeah, yeah, huh. a couple. Yeah, no, we w- we won't get into those, so I don't embarrass myself. But uh, just to talk quickly about what I watched, um, nothing. <laughs> I wish yeah. there were a lie. Uh, You've been busy. Yeah, so I I just got a new job, and the hours have been unbelievably difficult. I unfortunately have not been able to watch anything. Uh, but That did not stop us from getting together this weekend and watching El Camino. Yay! But before we get into that, we do have our usual uh, coverage of some quick news within the industry. So Aaron, you want to to take that? Marco,
1: a lot of my favorite directors don't like Marvel. I know. They don't like their movies. I know. And like, I'm going to say that
0: their criticisms... Are completely earned yeah no I mean they make sense but at the same time get off the phone grandpa yeah <laughs> like they, they, there's, there's a certain level like okay yeah. you damn kids and well, your superheroes so we should introduce so Francis Ford Coppola like well-known director of the Godfather um, Apocalypse oh, Now awesome. and and yeah and so many classics he has weighed in on on the uh, Scorsese um, on the Scorsese thoughts that Marvel films are not cinema, and he is in agreement with Martin Scorsese. Um, he goes further. Yeah, yeah, not surprised there. But uh, you wanna you wanna read out what he said. So Coppola says
1: when Martin Scorsese says that the Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right because we expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again the 80 year old filmmaker said
0: so see he's not like he's not wrong when it comes to a lot of just like the the solo Marvel films but then again this just ties back into what we were talking about in the last episode about how you introduce the voices of like the geniuses that we were talking about and those are the films that that stand Stand out out, you know and those are the ones that are like okay well have you seen these you know have you seen how how much of an impact these make like Endgame how are you going to say that you don't get motivation or anything from Endgame? You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. No, it, it's a remarkable feat in and of itself. Just because, you know, you wrote off the first four movies. Like, that's not exactly being fair to it. But also, you can, on, on the other side of the coin, it's like, well, I gave it four movies. That's eight hours
0: I gave it, and it didn't, like, do anything for me. Which I'm like, okay. I, I guess. Which is fair because of, of like... I, I know you have a you have a thing with television shows that like if it doesn't interest you in the first three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just want to call yeah, it there. I, I clock out. See, I can understand that point. I can totally understand it. And so like I do I do see that in that like because it takes so long to get to the to these films that like really start to like pick up the, the pace and really start to like find the voice of the MCU and find the cinema st- or like find the um the cinematic quality within themselves like that. That makes sense. But at the same time, those films still exist, you know. Like they're still there, and so like I wish there was some acknowledgement or some sort of some sort of uh just even just a little bit of respect credit. for those credit you know? giving credit where yeah just is yeah giving credit due. where credit is due yeah. yeah.
1: Whenever they say it's not cinema, I'm 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 constantly trying to like figure out what they actually mean by that. Like, is it like you're saying like the the shots aren't interesting? It's ugly looking, or are you actually bored by like the story? And stuff like that, for or maybe it's th- because the shots aren't interesting to you that you can't get into the story. Which is, yeah, okay, I can see how one leads to the other, but yeah. but also like you can you can you can see the impact on culture that this stuff has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, like, for them it's it's most definitely story. Yeah, uh, I would say I I am gonna go out of limb. I'm gonna say it. They're more disappointed with the technical aspects of it. I
0: don't think so. A lot of like big
1: CGI fests, and we're talking about guys that set up giant one takes walking through hallways and um you know apocalypse now is one of the most like like horrible conditions produced movies ever and um just you know like 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 coppola is the kind of guy that like oh i spent like a year plus in the jungle actually filming this movie when robert downey jr has filmed seven of these things in various sound studios around yeah. the world yeah it's that kind of thing which yeah i guess arrogance maybe but also Like,
0: he was in a jungle. (laughs) Well, see, the reason why I don't agree with that is because of the word choice that Scorsese used. He He said that it wasn't cinema. He didn't say that it wasn't cinematic. Okay, yeah. You know, like, if he had said that it wasn't cinematic, then that's when I would think it's more of the visuals as opposed to the storytelling. But because he said that it's cinema... That's why I think that it's more about the story and about like the characters and everything like that, because like that's where where the cookie cutter formula of like, oh, the world is about to end, like in the Marvel films is like, oh, well, that's where his thing about the theme parks comes in, because it's like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again, you know. But again, like that's when it and like it just all ties back to the fact that there are those films within the MCU that are so standout and that are so genius that it's like like you said, I wish they would give credit where credit is due. But then again, like it just it just ties back into your point of like, yeah, it takes so long to get there. So I mean, there are various elements.
1: Yeah, I uh like I'm trying to find some sort of art comparison where it's like the Godfather is like the Mona Lisa when the MCU is like a comic book. And they're both art. They're both illustrations. Right. But like well, there you you almost can't compare the two it, it it's so 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 different such apples and screwdrivers right like it's not even fruit like it, it's yeah it it's it's almost impossible yeah <laughs> uh, like like yeah like i get it but also uh, i have to be somewhat objective and just be like okay i did grow up with this stuff it means a lot more to me than it ever could to scorsese or Coppola. I was like, I can't help but like ask myself, like, oh, if
0: they were kids, what would you think?
1: You know, mm-hmm. but very different times,
0: very different backgrounds. yes yeah, exactly. I mean, look at what look at what George Lucas did. I mean, he made Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Like, like around not, the same time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that not saying that that isn't cinema because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. Yeah. But I mean, well, OK, well, this. Well, OK. Actually, I could. They might actually
1: neg- give a pa- like uh, Scorsese and Coppola might give
0: a pass to Star Wars because Star Wars was innovative. Like yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, that's I was about to say. Like I kind of just negated what what I not negated, but like kind of went against I what saying, I said. I see though
1: because it, it's more kiddie, child-like no, fantasy. No,
0: This is where the visuals start to come in. Oh sure. Star Wars, like the original Star Wars, was practical and it was like a it was oh, like a te- a monumental technical achievement. Uh-huh. With all of the technological advances that we've had, like the the ability to accomplish the Marvel films now is easier. That's for sure. Sure, yeah. So, like, that's where the visuals come into play, and that's why I'm saying, like, okay, well, I kind of went against what I said. But at the same time, it is a it is a series of films that sets out to tell multiple stories and then also just one, like, connecting story that ends with Endgame, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it is, like, uh, that, that's why I don't agree with them to an extent. Like, I I agree with them about the whole, like, theme park thing because of what you were saying last week about how theme parks are meant to entertain and to make money. That's what the MCU films are for. But at the same time, there are those story elements that you also touched upon where multiple, uh, like, story points have to be hit. And those are hit within, like, multiple films and concluded with Endgame. And so, like, it is just one massive story. It's almost like a giant television like series of television it, yeah yeah you
1: know? it's almost more comparable
0: to tv like yeah. a season yeah exactly and so and like the thing is though is like television can still be cinema you know you i breaking, mean we're about to, we we're just about to talk, watched breaking yeah yeah, yeah, I was about to, yeah i was about to say like we're just about to talk about breaking bad game of thrones and, at its peak was heavily cinematic super even when cinema. it was bad game of thrones was super cinematic yeah
1: some of the most high-budget
0: quality stuff ever put to screen exactly or the silver screen right like or the visually TV. and storytelling what yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah no you can totally do it um basically everything on hbo right like yeah like most of that stuff is is, is high 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 quality yeah i agree at that point just because something is elongated doesn't mean it's bad yeah long form storytelling deserves more credit for when it's pulled off well exactly and the infinity saga in the mcu is pulled off extraordinarily well to the point where saying that it's, it's not a a
0: filmmaking feat, an accomplishment, is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean nobody believed in it. No. Nobody believed yeah. in it. And yet look at the like you said, look at the cultural impact that it's had. Yeah. I mean, Marvel films are some of the most anticipated films that come out nowadays sure. because they've earned they that earned status. It. They earned it. They they have they have achieved like so much over the past eleven what, eleven years? Yeah. Huh. Over the past eleven years that they have earned the right to be called cinema because they have done so much, not only for for like themselves and in their storytelling, but also just for the world. Like they they've like brought us together. You know what I mean? Cultural impact. Yeah, culturally nuts. they've yeah, brought us a, all together, especially thing. for Endgame. In in Infinity War. And Endgame
1: are in the conversation for, like, the most hyped movies of all time. Like, in terms of building sheer hype in anticipation for a release, those two are, at le- like, like like super high on that list of most hyped movies ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, y- you can't deny that. And a um, film doesn't have to be just hype to be cinema the the fact no. th- but the fact that it brought if anything hype can hurt it <laughs> Exactly, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah exactly and of menace I mean, at Game of Thrones yeah you know? yeah like but the fact that it brought everybody together and literally in one room everybody was cheering everybody was excited crying when, when stuff <laughs> happened and it was amazing yeah. that's a cultural impact and that's that's what cinema does you know it, yeah. it impacts and it, and it creates like like different feelings and everything like yeah, that and, and and it like it said like it it like cinema is supposed to mean something or it's supposed to say something or, or motivate yeah. you that's what it did you know and i'm I'm just using endgame as an example yeah Be, i mean it, it is an extreme because it's endgame yeah but at the same time it accomplishes that yeah you know so i mean
1: that's my take it's like 20 different character pieces all come together at the end
0: and it's seamless it's seamless yeah yeah That that shouldn't happen no, I mean, I remember and when. when you remember when Infinity War was announced, and it ha- and everyone was like forty plus characters. Like, yeah, yeah. That's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, I did because it all those heroes
1: were fleshed out and like interacted. It, it it's it's all to do with the acting, and the writing of most of those
0: movies. Mm-hmm. Most.
1: And mm-hmm. I don't care how. Yeah, I don't care how bland the special effects are in, in some of them, because in others it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You get Doctor Stranges mm-hmm. for every Iron Man two, you
0: get a Doctor Strange. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So there you have it. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, I I think we've said our piece for every on that, Thor of the Dark
0: World, you get a Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's and honestly, you get more Ragnaroks than you get Dark Worlds. So, like, Ragnaroks, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's
0: a whole other conversation for the other day, though. Now the thing is, is like, Coppola and Scorsese, they also have earned their respect. <laughs> you yeah, know? I like, saw I saw are, a tweet. I was like, the no, master.
1: they're on they're on like the film Mount Rushmore, and I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah they, they are. are. Yeah,
0: like them too, Spielberg. Who would be the fourth?
1: Uh, oh shoot! Uh, um, uh,
0: Psycho, Hitchcock. Oh, pff, done probably yep. I, i'd say i'd
1: throw spielberg i yeah
0: i would throw yeah. early spielberg Spiel, on there spielberg is 100 yeah. percent on there he's it's created multiple saving private
1: ryan and schindler's list, and in, schindler's like, list. in the yeah. same year exactly
0: exactly <laughs> exactly dude. oh no no
1: no sorry he made he made um he made jurassic park and schindler's list in the same year like are you fucking kidding oh, me oh my god yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: and then three years later he makes the best war movie of all, of all time. time yeah
1: um God no, yeah, Spielberg. Dang, I, so I'd, put, I'd put Spielberg on, on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I would advocate for Nolan, but his career's not done yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Tarantino is just too controversial. No, no, no. I,
1: I'm, I, I want to throw one old head on there, and Hitchcock is the. Oh fuck, we're figuring about Kubrick.
0: Oh shoot. Oh.
1: oh. Oh no.
0: I don't know anymore. That's who.
1: That's just
0: make make. <laughs> no, <laughs> fifth you know. What? No, you know. What? We, we need to take like like not do Mount Rushmore. We'll do the Last Supper just <laughs> has, uh, Jesus and all of his You've disciples on 13 directors
1: <laughs> okay yeah <that's>
0: right. <laughs> yeah well yeah your point
1: stands though they are gods they are living legends who have m- impacted filmmaking I, I would I'd be willing to say that them two combined have impacted filmmaking more than the MCU ever will oh 100% <laughs> ever oh yeah yeah oh, 100% because so, they
0: were the innovators like, yeah, they were no, the ones that really started the movie. The motherfucker made you know? The Godfather
1: and Godfather Part Two Exactly. And the other
0: one made Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh,
1: yeah, no. It, conversation ends there. Like, yeah, let them think what they want to think. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. We're just going at length because we want to defend our, our boy, Tony Stark. But yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's It ends like, there.
0: Well, then, with that, Aaron, should we get into our review of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie? Yup. It's time to talk about Mr. Pinkman. Well, I mean, before we touch on El Camino, I just want to briefly talk about Breaking Bad and just say... There is no way that there will ever be a television show that will ever beat Breaking Bad as the greatest show of all time. Like I, I, I feel safe in saying that. I know people were saying that about probably about West Wing, and then they said that about The Wire. But no, The oh, Sopranos. The Sopranos, exactly. Like there is no way that anybody can beat Breaking Bad. I don't. I don't see how it's remotely possible. Sopranos is really good, but
1: I, I haven't finished it. I got through like seasons one and two. It's fantastic. Don't don't get me wrong. And I have I have a love of mob movies, right? Uh, and and that whole kind of film mob mob stuff. Um, but I I do I do know that the ending of the Sopranos is very controversial, and yeah. a lot of people really did not like that's it. That's what I've heard too. And um, you can't really say the same for Breaking Bad. No. So like that's like if if we're gonna edge it out, I feel like even though I again I haven't watched all the Sopranos, but I will i have to think about that right you have to consider totally like,
0: the reaction and totally. impact that it had yeah because i mean we were talking about how when game of thrones was in its peak it was being considered the greatest show of all time yeah but then they fuck it up in the last like season and a half yeah you know they, yeah so i mean it, it it really i was telling this to aaron earlier breaking, breaking Bad's kind of bad unrivaled. what's that it's kind of unrivaled yeah exactly like breaking bad started great It was consistently great throughout better. Yeah. Yeah. It just consistently got better throughout the series. And then it ended perfectly. You don't get Gus Fring until season three. No. Like, yeah, it it only peaks. It keeps going. And then the fact that, like, you're able to go through all of season five, like, without Gus, but it still gets better. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's just it, it is the greatest show of all time. And, like, I don't see how anything can beat it. Some I mean, of the best character writing
1: I've ever seen in anything. Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. planned out everything. It, like like um, <laughs> we we looked this up the other day. Um, the 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 second to last no 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 the third to last episode of Breaking Bad has like a perfect ten a on perfect IMDb, 10.
0: which is like unheard of. I've I've literally <laughs> never seen that for for. I mean, no, no movie will ever get that, obviously. But I've yeah. never seen that for a television show.
1: Yeah, ever. And it was, like, backed up, like, 100,000 reviews or some shit. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So,
0: Yeah, no. Breaking Bad's legacy is untouchable regardless of what we think of this movie. hmm With the finale of Breaking Bad, we had to wait six years. And with that, we got the film El Camino. So, Aaron, you want to uh, do a brief um, description of the plot? It's really, really simple. Um, it's literally just a small
1: epilogue to Breaking Bad um, that... Concludes or sorry, it follows and then concludes the story of Jesse Pinkman, and yeah, it's just kind of Jesse on the run. Simple, simple, simple.
0: Yeah, uh, premise. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Just Jesse on the run.
1: So, initial reactions. What'd you think of it, brother?
0: I really enjoyed it. Um, when I first watched it, and when we first finished it, I was telling you, you know, like ah, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. I enjoyed it, but I knew I just needed to kind of think about it, and. Like I said in the last episode, for me, the more I think about films, I will either jump to the spectrum of oh, I really didn't like it, or I will jump to the spectrum of that was amazing. Yeah. This one, I am leaning more towards that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I think about it, the more I, I think about the various elements and just how how great it was. Like the story was great, and I mean, obviously, the technical part of it was fantastic because it has that Breaking Bad feeling to it. Yeah. And Breaking Bad is so new- so unique. Yeah. and it's just like so amazing to witness. And so so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. How about you? Um, hell yeah. I liked it. Um, is it necessary?
1: Not really. No. Uh, but is it nice to have? Yeah. I'd yeah, say it was. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that I, I call it the Toy Story 4 effect, where it's like you have something perfect and then something additional comes out as kind of like a bonus feature. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, it did nothing to hurt it. But it's, it wasn't necessary, it wasn't but necessary. it's it's fine yeah. to have. It's fine to have. If you had any, like, if you're a giant Jesse Pinkman fan, yeah, I'm I'm sure you would have loved to have yeah. a, quote unquote, better conclusion to the character. Because I mean, I where we left Jesse off in uh, Breaking Bad, I was fine with, um,
0: but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you tweeted something that I really enjoyed the phrasing of. You want to you want to say that?
1: Oh yeah, um, I I said that it feels like two extra episodes of Breaking Bad, which is in all honesty, that's all I wanted from it. And that's all anyone should that's that should be all anyone can expect from it. Uh Vince Gilligan, he, you know, he's got like we were saying the undeniable style that it's been missed by me uh because I don't watch Better Call Saul. So this is my first diving back into the universe. And it, it's just great to see him back again and this world again and these care and some of the characters that we've have not seen for six years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my only one uh my one real criticism of it is I-, I feel like it was a little flashback heavy. Like this movie feels like it was required to fit a two hour runtime when it could have just been ninety minutes. I-, I feel like you could you could salvage a half hour out of totally. it. Totally it would have been totally just an episode and a half, you know, of yeah. Breaking Bad. No, totally agree. But other than that, just the stuff that they do, dude, I'm like, yeah, this feels there's nothing jarring. They- it's almost as if they they skipped five years without or skipped six years without skipping a beat, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. They just it's amazing how, how well
0: everyone's able to just dive back into it. Yeah. I mean, especially like, like we were saying earlier, Breaking Bad is just such a memorable show. Yeah. Everything you just like, even, even if you haven't seen it in so long, it'll click in your head and you're just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Or like, I remember that guy. Like, Nick, like, yeah. Like it, it's that kind of a show mm-hmm. and it eventually, and then that leads into, it's that kind of a film. Yeah. Know? Okay. Well, um, now we're actually going to go into the story, right? Cause I
1: think initial reactions out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, full spoiler disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess we should have put a warning out before this that, like, you should have probably seen Breaking Bad before listening to this. Because we j- already talked about a whole bunch of yeah seasons and whatnot. But it's been six years since Breaking Bad ended. And if you haven't watched it yet, I don't know what the hell you're watching. You should change that. But sorry if we ruined it for you. But, yeah, anyway, sorry. Full Full spoilers from this point going forward like i said it's actually really simple he's escaped prison but he has to evade the law uh he briefly reunites with his friends then he goes to get some money then he goes to the character played by robert forster who unfortunately passed away the day this movie was released which is Mm -hmm. really sad he's a really good character actor and he will be missed um but robert forster plays the uh disappear guy the guy that can help you start a new life completely fresh and in complete anonymity he, anyway jesse goes back to see the same guy he doesn't have enough money so then jesse kills some bad guys he gets the money and he starts a new life in alaska that's the whole movie. <laughs> Literally the whole movie. That's, that's the whole movie. Yeah. Really really simple when you when you break it down. Like not, not a lot happens exactly, but it, it's still just, you know, the whole point is to just be back with Jesse yeah. and have these last two episodes with him. We could go a bit by bit if we want to do that though. Yeah. So the movie starts out with a flashback with everybody's favorite hitman, Mike Ehrmantraut, the coolest dude in this show, played by Jonathan Banks. Yeah, love him uh mike was one of my favorite characters from the show so i'm glad he got to sneak in here Mm -hmm. it's a it's a good start it sets up the very end you know and um mike is as always entirely correct about that like no matter what jesse does uh no matter what happens we'll ever leave him so or uh, ups no matter what happens what he has done and what he's been a part of and what has happened to him we'll never ever leave him so there is no making things right which is uh, very in tune with the tragic sense of this show because Breaking Bad as a whole, the series is a, is a tragedy of uh, like like a Shakespearean mm-hmm. tragedy yeah. almost of Walter White and um, Jesse definitely deserves better, but like. The reality of the situation is that, yeah, what he has done over the years will never leave because so many people have just died yeah. or suffered as a direct result of his actions. Yeah.
0: And I mean, the main one of like never being able to right his wrongs is that Brock's mother's dead. You know? Yeah. Like, what's her name? Andrea? Andrea. Right? Yeah. Jesse's old like, girlfriend. Because of what he and Walt did in like this world and this empire that they made, he got a little boy's mother killed. You know, and he loved her, you know, that, like, and he also got, got the woman that he loved killed, but yeah. more importantly, he it got a little twice. boy's mother killed. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, twice, yeah. exactly. But he got a little boy's mother killed and he will never be able to write that wrong because yeah. she, like, obviously she will never come back and this boy will be will be motherless, you know? Yeah. And so he will never be able to write that and it's it's tragic, man. Yeah. It hurts. That episode where they kill her? Todd, yeah. No, yeah. Todd's oh. a, Todd,
1: Todd's an ultimate bastard. W- we're going to talk about yeah, Todd. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Todd, to him.
0: Todd's, Todd. Todd's Todd's
1: Todd's a character. Todd comes back. Um so anyways, we have a quick little flashback and it immediately jumps to several months after that scene. It's after immediately following the events of uh, Walt coming back, killing everybody in Jack's gang. Jesse kills Todd. Jesse takes Todd's El Camino. Um, he presumably doesn't get very far down the road, but he's still driving very, very fast. Cops are in the distance and he sees the lights. So he has to pull over. And then, uh, for me, that was when reality kind of set in because yeah, just like where we do leave Jesse in the show. Yeah. He just drives off and everyone's just like, Oh yeah, he's, he's fine. He's he's free. Right. And the reality really sets in. It's like, yeah, he got 20 feet out the gate and the cops are already on the way because an M60 machine gun just emptied a clip <laughs> into the side of a house. I think everyone in the state heard it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course the law's coming. So yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so like <laughs> I think me and my parents just kind of sighed. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Johnny Law's coming. Well, I mean, I think that intro just kind of plays into just how great this film is when it comes to the realism of it all. Yeah, <laughs> You know, because, like, yeah. that was one of the greatest things about Breaking Bad was, was like, though a lot of it was extreme, it was real. You know, it felt so real, you know? Yeah. And that's how it is with this. Like, right at the beginning, when we finished Breaking Bad, we left, like you were saying, like, Jesse left off. Like, he was smiling. He was happy. And we're like, oh, he made it. He's going to be know? good. He's good. He's going to be fine. But then this film starts, and it's like, <laughs> reality and nope. Yeah, ensues. Yeah, here's yeah. the reality of the situation. He's going to drive a little bit, and then the cops are going to show up. Yeah. And then, and then it gets into the story, and like everything that is shown within the film, it feels makes real. Sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels real. It makes sense. Nothing feels like, like gimmicky or anything like that. And it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a great um, universe. So, anyways, Jesse pulls off the road, evades the first wave of police, but he knows that he has to get to
1: safety. So he goes to uh, Badger and Skinny Pete, who are played by the same actors. Great to see them again too. Those two doofuses. They're probably they're definitely the funniest part of this movie. Oh Just yeah. so much needed comic relief at the beginning. Skinny Pete, uh, hell of a performance, actually. Yeah. He's really, really, he's barely in it, but he's, uh, big, big impact. And uh, there's a moment where where Jesse's about to drive off in Skinny Pete's car. He's like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, like, I haven't seen, you. basically invoking, like, I, why? Like, I don't deserve this. And fucking Skinny Pete just goes, you're my hero and shit, dude. Which is, like, meth, <laughs> which is, like, meth dealer for I love you. <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> meth, yeah. Yeah, it, it's stoner. For, oh. Or you it's mean the so world nice to me, man you're it's my so bro nice. yeah
0: like you get skinny pete who's just such a like like you you look at him they're you know? just bit characters that's yeah. all they should yeah, be yeah. but
1: they're no they're totally fleshed they're out people too. yeah they're people
0: yeah. that's what they are and like you look at skinny pete and like visually he's just like because he's, he's kind of scary a, he's looking. a fucking meth addict kind of looks scary looking. but then when you get the dude you're my hero and shit yeah. you know like it, it makes him real and it makes him human and it's like, oh I love you skinny P, even though I've barely seen any of you except for the comed- like the comedic relief you yeah. know? so it's just uh, it's awesome yeah you know, to, it's, to be it's... able to take characters like you said who are bit characters it feels like a conclusion for them sure you know yeah. like like we kind of got their conclusion with with Walt and like the little laser pointers like as if they were snipers yeah. that was fun you know and it was funny and it totally played with their characters but this one was just like ah oh, you know what? Thank you. You know, you guys, you guys did what you needed to. You guys are great friends. You're great characters. Thank you. Yeah. Now let's, yeah. let's move on and let's keep the story going. Before, you
1: know? before Jesse does leave though, they actually introduce um, a bit of in- inner conflict with Jesse because he sees uh, his parents on the TV mm. in the aftermath of the Waltz shootings. And um, his parents, obviously the law went to his parents and his parents like, hey, you should turn yourself in. And um, we see the fruits of that actually later. Because, yeah, that is kind of an internal conflict the entire time is should Jesse just give up? So that's important. And that, that, uh, that comes up later, too. But anyway, um, he goes to a place where he thinks a ton of money is secretly hidden, which is actually the apartment that once belonged to Todd Alquist, Jesse's captor, murder of Andrea and children and a lot of other people. Yeah, killer of um, kid on bike. We get flashbacks with Todd when Jesse was uh, still in the hole cooking for them. Um and honestly, I feel for me, this is where the movie just kind of slows down like a lot. Um, there isn't really I didn't get any real tension between the scenes of Jesse and Todd because we know how that goes. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no like what would have been a great scene in the actual series when Todd or when Jesse gets the gun and gets to hold him at gunpoint, right? Like that would have been great if we didn't already know Where it was going. Yeah. You know, so that that, again, I was talking earlier about how I feel like this is a two hour movie that could have been 90 minutes. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's like 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 we we don't really learn anything new about Todd. There's no tension. He's always been a psychopath. His scariest trait has always been how calm and how polite he was about doing this horrendous his horrendous job. And to see him pal out with Jesse is just, or try to pal out with Jesse is just yeah. kind of a bonus feature that I didn't feel like was really needed or went on way too long. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. The entire stuff like burying a body and all that. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is when he is by himself, which is what we saw in this film, he's, he's okay, you know, because he is a nice guy, you know, like nice quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. But when he is with uncle Jack and the crew or when he has been hired by Walt and like and like, if anything goes wrong, like we must act. That's when he'll do some shit, you know. Yeah. Like that's when he'll. That's when he'll be the dangerous guy.
1: Yeah. Oh well, kid saw us. Kid has yeah. to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. cleanly, that's, cleanly that's when he he's... saw something. cleanly he has to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's that's totally consistent. I'm not saying it's like inconsistent or anything. I'm just saying it adds nothing new. Yeah. You know? no, no. No. I get you. Yeah. 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 Um, and while it makes for you know good television, I just like wish. I kind of wish we got these events chronologically yeah. within the actual show itself, as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you brought up that scene where where Jesse finds the gun and he wants to like he kill wants Todd. to yeah. to kill. That's Todd. his chance. It's a
1: big chance. Yeah. Actually, there are multiple times where he's like, "I could wipe him out." Like, there's a moment where Todd's like leading into the trunk of his car, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: the 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 hood, you know, has popped up or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I thought like I could kill him. I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right there. But that moment where where Jesse has the gun in his hand and he starts to cry, I was telling this to you. Like that's where it feels like. oh, this feels like this feels like prime Breaking yeah. Bad. Like just incredible acting, like a moment of tension, even though You know where it goes. Yeah, even though you know where it goes. Yeah. Like it was like it was like I was just it was I really enjoyed that moment in the film. And it also just makes Jesse a better character because it shows his internal conflict, you know? Yeah. Because like he wants to kill um, Todd and he wants to escape, but he also knows that if he does, he is screwed. Brock screwed because the like Andrea, Uncle Jack and it, his own. Andrea's entire not dead crew, at that point, I don't think. Oh yeah. no, she is. Uh, at that point yeah she was yeah, she did. is yeah but Brock's um, not Brock's no because no, that's Brock's that's not. the threat is if he tries to yeah. run Brock's done, Brock's done. Yeah. yeah like he he and Brock are screwed so like yeah. if he were to do anything like like that's it so like there's that internal struggle of like do I be selfish or do I do I think about the others like do I think about Brock and he's such a great great character great kind guy with just an amazing arc that like I guess it is also kind of a through line to how when Jesse
1: is in the life or death situations when there's guns pointed at people uh he does give up he doesn't want to kill anybody cuz that happens in this movie too and in a scene where we don't know what's going to happen next uh with the it's actually the next scene after Jesse's in the apartment it's when these two fake cops are pointing guns at him and he still thinks they're cops and he right. gives up right? right so like yeah there's there's a through line there like he has a he, he doesn't actually when it comes down to it he doesn't want to shoot anybody but like that kind of thing or I guess he'll only shoot bad guys, but yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah if, if there's something to lose, Jesse will not do it. I guess. Yeah. Okay, I think we've we've, we've touched on the Todd stuff enough. Um, but anyways, like I was saying, the next scene is Jesse ransacking that apartment. He knows there's money stored in the fridge, or he he finds out that there's money stored in the fridge. Um, but two men posing as cops come in, and, and in a turn of events, he helps the fake cops locate the money. Jesse takes a third of the sum, but not before recognizing. One of the fake cops, as the one who built uh, the cooking contraption that D- Jesse was strapped to while he was cooking for the the Nazis, right? So there's your final villain, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final antagonist, I guess. I mean, I
0: really like this scene because it, it just like it it, was it shows
1: tense. that I mean, what, what what the viewers think they're cops still. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was. I was sweating. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't know so what's going to happen. And then in addition to that, another thing that I really liked about this scene is because it was revealed that they weren't cops and they were just fucking scumbags. What I liked about that was that it showed that Jesse didn't just have the problem of the cops of like the law trying to get him. He still had the scum of the of like of the area to deal with yeah you know yeah because the, he needs money but you have these other assholes yeah who are who are, who are also selfish and capitalizing trying to get money as well. on jack's yeah. gang going down exactly yeah. exactly and so while there are still or while while the law is against jesse there are still villains that are against jesse as well and it's yeah. like you know, he may have escaped, but he's not out of it yet. And it makes it really cool because it introduces multiple, like, conflicts that go against the protagonist. It, it, it's, it's just, it just leads to great storytelling, yeah. you know? And also, it,
1: it reinforces that Jesse would have given up if he was actually caught by law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
0: there you have it. Like, like he
1: he wouldn't, I don't know, just doubling down that, at the end of the day, he doesn't want anyone else to die at this point. Other than, Yeah, so, like, he's a good guy. Yeah.
0: Well, so yeah, so then after this scene, that's when he goes to um, Robert Forrester's uh, disappear. characters, like Vacuum disappear Man. Yeah, Vacuum Shop, you know, the guy that makes you disappear. Yeah. He counts up all of the money that's in his bag, that's in his pocket, and he is $1,800 short. And this guy doesn't accept it. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like, like i love the commitment yeah man like it there's no sympathy in this world it's crazy it's it's such it's such a tragic universe but it, it it's just it also makes it, for yeah i mean like the, in, in the, the game that they're playing
1: the industry that they're in it's very serious stuff yeah yeah Mr. forrester's character wants no part of it but i mean
0: and so hefty sum of money yeah quarter of a million dollars and so jesse kind of threatens him. He relocks the door and says, I'm not leaving until you I take me. This. <laughs> yeah. And this dude, this dude calls 911, says like a whole thing it. about yeah. about 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 Jesse being in his store and how he won't how he refuses to leave. And Jesse thinks calls like he's fucked. Yeah. But then he he's like, no, no no, I'm calling your bluff. And he starts talking shit about this dude and saying like, you know, you did it wrong. You would never hang up on a 911 call. They would tell you to stay on the phone. And as he's saying this <laughs> fucking cop car pulls up in front of the fucking store. Yeah. That was the baddest thing I've ever seen, dude. That I like, oh, love that response time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was great. Jesse runs, but then when the cops leave, he calls Rob- Robert Forrester's character and says, I'll get the money. Your word is your bond. Yeah. First he goes to his parents' house. He goes into a safe
1: and there's no money in there except for two old, old guns. And he, he, he goes to their welding shop and all he's asking for is the $1,800 to cover what he needs. He wants. He doesn't want anything more than that. He just wants 1800 And the guy who actually built the tether is like, no, let's Wild West it. All of my money is on the shelf in a duffel bag over there. And honestly, it's the best part of the movie. It is. Yeah. It and, really is. Um, so they have their duel. But the thing is, is that Jesse had the second gun, the smaller gun. Pointed at him the entire time he was walking into, uh, the entire time he was in the uh, the room with these guys, all six of them. Yeah. And so he Jesse doesn't even reach for the first gun. He's got the he's got the second one pointed at him the entire time, and it's just another case of of Jesse once again just being smarter than everybody yep. else.
0: It's just Breaking Bad genius, man. Yeah,
1: it can't be Breaking Bad without a gunfight, and we got a gunfight. So, and it yay. also can't be Breaking Bad
0: without <laughs> an explosion. Expl-
1: yeah, Jesse blows up the shop for good measure. Just, I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's covering tracks or Vince Gilligan was just like, oh we need an explosion." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We just, <laughs> we just need to blow some
1: shit up. So yeah, Jesse cheats, but I'm glad you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyways, uh, quickly sum up. I guess he gets the money, obviously. He pays back Robert Forrester, but not before we get a flashback to everybody's favorite high school chemist turn meth kingpin, Walter White. And honestly, I didn't know that they were going to do it. I looked this up later. I guess they filmed the entire cameo in complete secrecy. They disguised Bryan Cranston on set. And they actually filmed the hotel, like the walk down the hotel hallway after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but the the, the the diner was a closed set. No one was allowed. Everyone that you saw, all the patrons of the restaurant were uh, f- members of the crew and their really? families. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The total, total secrecy. I did not no know that. No one could know. I'm so glad I didn't know because if I knew, it would ruin the entire thing. Yeah. Because earlier in the movie, they actually confirm that Walt is dead, which was part of the debate if you will uh of the ending of breaking bad mm-hmm. some of the the mystery was like when he falls down and the paramedics or the, the the cops rush to him is he dead is he is he still breathing are they gonna you know you, people have tried to talk about that scene for for years mm-hmm. now and um we get a hard answer i'm less enthusiastic about the hard answer yeah, I, like, so I like i like discussion i like the 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 what ifs but we do get a hard answer for that i'm just kind of like okay well that kind of kills yeah the fun of that but whatever um i I I mean i thought he was dead anyway but still like i didn't like the hard answer yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no i agree like there was a fun and a mystery to not knowing yeah like i i also felt like oh yeah he's he's dead yeah but at the same time it it was fun to entertain the idea of like maybe he's not maybe not like maybe he's not who knows but uh i am glad that they did take like because they gave us a hard answer i am glad that they took the approach that he's dead Oh, you sure know, Because it's it's real. he's alive. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, I, I was happy about that. True. Um, but I agree. Like, I wish the mystery were still kind of surrounding it.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Like I was saying, I had no idea it was coming off. I damn near jumped off my couch when he walked out. I was so happy. This is the greatest character of all time, basically. And to see him again, oh, maybe it filled my heart with the purest sadness and joy at the same time. He's the danger.
0: He's the one who knocks. He's Heisenberg, dude. I also love. You can see the difference in Jesse. Yeah, like this is like, oh, like younger naive Jesse who's just like, he's a stupid punk. Yeah, yeah, he's a stupid punk kid exactly. And then you get to the Jesse that we have in El Camino. Yeah, rock hard. Like this dude is like, he's been through some shit, man. And so it's just it's really cool to see like the contrasting characters and just like the character development of it, you know.
1: And it says wonders about Aaron Paul's performance. But anyways, they're in the restaurant. The ending line is pretty heavy, actually. Walt talks about how Jesse didn't have to wait his entire life to do something special. And um, yeah, you know, there certainly is something special about what they did and do after that scene. But special doesn't equate to good at all. (laughs) A lot of people die and a lot more suffer the consequences of what Walt and Jesse started. So yeah, it's special, but it's not at all what was intended or planned at the beginning. You know, just that's why I say like it was it was fan service to see Walter White again but also it wasn't fan service because there's such gravity that comes with that character and how like happy <laughs> I am to see him but also just sad
0: by like what happens breaking bad isn't breaking bad without Walter White no. you know like this is a yes this is a Jesse Pinkman movie that has like all the characters from the breaking bad universe but with it it, it did have that missing element and in that scene it was like that that missing spot there he is yeah it like i feel there's our boy yeah and so watching the banter between them it just felt like ah yeah like we're back baby you know like this is it and yeah it's just uh, even just for a couple minutes and and like the introduction of walt was so cool just like the not like the simple knock at the door and then they just walk he just walks out and then they just walk down the hallway and it's like Oh, they're back. Yeah, it gives you. It, th- yeah, they're that's back. what
1: I'm saying. It's a little bit fan servicey because they're just quietly walking down the hotel for about uh, 20 seconds. And it's like,
0: yeah, this is this
1: is the moment in the theater where everyone stands up and, and does the yeah, you yeah, know, standing yeah. ovation. Yeah. And I, I was willing to do that at, yeah. from the comfort of my own like, home. play the Avengers theme as been, they're walking it down. <laughs> it would have been strange if I just got up and started clapping from my couch. But um, <laughs> had this been in movie theaters, I have a feeling like uh, the crowd would have gone crazy. So after this restaurant scene, and Walt. Walt's final line, actually, of the series, which, wow, I didn't even think about that till just now. Yeah. That's really sad. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, his, his last, you know, the,
0: yeah. That's the last time we're probably going to see Walter White. Just this whole universe is sad, dude. It is. Like I, It's I've very said a Shakespearean it's, tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Tragedy. That's yeah. a really good word for it. Greek. It's very Shakespearean. Greek or yeah.
1: Shakespearean. Take your pick. It's sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, Vince Gilligan just has such a just a genius style to all of his, like to all of his, like, all, like everything, you know, like yeah. everything just feels so, so unique and just so like new and different. But at the same time, it's just like, oh yeah, this is natural. Yeah. yeah this, is, this feels good. Yeah.
1: Robert Forster's character uh, takes Jesse to Alaska where he starts as a new man, but not before we get a quick Jane flashback, which I liked. It was nice seeing Jane again. um And she comments how or Jesse's like, uh oh, you know your whole like oh, the universe just kind of takes you wherever. And Jane's like, yeah, no, that's dumb. Make your own choices. And and it's it's fitting because he now that Jesse's finally able to take control of his life, he's not anyone's pawn anymore. You know, he's you've had you've had everyone always throughout the entire series try to control him. You've got Walt, um, uh, Tuco, Gus, Hank,
0: even Uncle Jack's crew.
1: Yeah, Jack, Todd, they all used him, mm-hmm. and and all of them are gone and only Jesse remains and it's like oh well finally this dude's able to, to, to take matters into his own hands and no one's gonna like manipulate him anymore and it's just so nice <laughs> um and it, it, it's it's why I'm, I love particularly the final shot because it's the polar opposite of where we left Jesse in the show and also where we started with him at the beginning where he's driving super super fast and he's screaming his head off and, and it's justified why he's doing that right but like uh here in Alaska completely different setting he's calm behind the wheel he's not talking there's no music or anything he's completely fresh but it, it, he's driving slow because he's slowed down by all the shit that has happened yeah and his his very young Jesse's a young guy he's a Young well, his, guy. his very 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 short life yeah. all this stuff is just weighing him down still but like he's he's not being stupid and driving full force out of a gate of a Nazi prison yeah 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 he's he's taking no chances it's all he's got
0: and it's just like, okay, yeah. Let, give Jesse his due piece, and that's why that's why your your description of this is just two more episodes of Breaking Bad. That's why I really enjoyed it because like that's what it felt like with with the f- with the finale of the series. We got the conclusion of Walt, yeah, and it was amazing. It was perfect, yeah. But then with this one, it's like, all right, well then, how did Jesse turn out? Now we know. It it is a satisfying ending. It it does end kind of quickly, just a little bit quickly but at the same time it's like how else is it supposed to end you know like he is where he he is where he's at there's no there's no final bad guy to build towards or anything yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. another another thing is he sent a letter to brock he did yeah
1: he did um which is interesting to me because i remember uh when the show ended back in 2013 jonathan banks the guy that plays mike was on a panel and he was answering the question the question it was like a like an audience thing. I think it was like you know the the how they have like the Talking Dead after the Walking Dead, yeah. where that one guy hosts it and the actors come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like that for Breaking Bad, and um, Jonathan Banks was answering the question of like from a fan, like, "Oh, well, where do you think Jesse goes?" And Jonathan Banks says that the only place Jesse could be going is to get Brock and take care of him. Right. Well, <laughs> you know how we talked about at the beginning where when Jesse's driving off and reality kind of comes into play, where the cops show up immediately. Yeah, reality is also coming to play here. That Jesse is never going to be able to go anywhere near Brock no, ever again. No. Yeah. Never. That poor kid has his life ruined, and Jesse can't ever make that right ever. So, the letter is all he, all he has really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I was saying I wish they would have like revealed what was in the letter, but it's. I think it's pretty obvious that it's just him telling the truth. Apologizing. I hope. Yeah. Like apologizing and telling the truth because money? for all we know. Brock just thinks like his mother died some for no reason. Yeah. For no reason by some uh, like external like source, you know, but Jesse knows the truth because he saw it happen. So I'm sure that this is his way of apologizing and, and just telling him the truth as, as hard as it will be like Brock deserves to know, you know? And so it's, it's sad, man. Yeah. It's so sad. This world
1: sucks, but it's also great. (laughs) And it ends. It ends. And Jesse, I guess, is tied up all loose ends, as it were. And
0: that's probably the last we see of him. I hope. I don't I don't want it to continue. I don't want this to be a thing. Neither do I. Um, well, it's funny that we were talking about that with, with Joker last time. Like, we want it to just be a one-off and things done. Let end. Yeah, just end let, it. Just finish it as it is. But, I think Breaking Bad is so hallowed because it died for six years. Yeah. They let it die. Yeah. Like, it ended when it needed to end. Yeah. There are multiple shows... That are, have, that are just going on for way too long, and they just, they like, they tire themselves out, yeah. you know? Like, eventually they just run out of material.
1: Or there were things that died, and then they brought back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there was cause for concern, but, I mean, Vince was attached to it, so I guess that's always going to be good. And even if they do make more projects, if Vince is attached to it, I'm still hesitant, but more okay with it, but, like... Just let it end. Don't,
0: don't, 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 don't take the risk. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't. I mean, (laughs) it's just the best fucking series of all time. Without a doubt. Just the best characters.
1: I mean, man, there's really nothing else to say. No. Like, I have, like, do you want to even talk about casting and acting? Because what did you expect?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's top in tier. terms of casting. I don't really know what else we can say, but like, hey, eleven years ago when you guys cast, uh, Aaron Cran- yeah, Aaron Paul as yeah, Jesse yeah. and Brian Cranston as Walt, like, hey, good job, good job, you did yeah. it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they already <laughs> did knew. your job. Well. Yeah, they knew
1: then. <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of these characters in at least six years. Some of them we haven't seen for even longer. But the actors jump immediately back into them with no difficulty, mm-hmm, zero mm-hmm. diff, mm-hmm.
0: no diff, and especially like. What I was touching upon, Jane. What was the last time we saw Jane? Are you serious? Yeah, like, exactly. Come on, exactly. Just, she's, she's Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's someone else now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, and like, and like, like I was seamless. saying earlier, she's like three lines, and I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> totally that, Jane. If that, dude. yeah. And like I was saying earlier with the scene My with con- Walt and Jesse, like that's a totally different Jesse than the one that we see throughout the entire film because that's a broken. Yeah, Jesse. Aaron Paul's ridiculous, dude. So yeah, acting was just yeah it's top tier it's top tier so let's get into the technical aspect and <laughs> it's, it's top top tier, tier. it's yeah, top tier it's, like, dude, it's, like it's breaking
1: bad yeah no uh my favorite particular shot is uh when jesse's rummaging through todd's apartment it's a, a vertical uh shot right it's like a sky view bird's eye view mm-hmm. and it's uh multiple aaron paul's running around the, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the layout the complete layout of yeah. the apartment love that i'm like yeah, there's Vince. Vince has a way of making even the simplest shots just yeah. visually intriguing. To yeah, me. yeah, I don't know what it is. For so, me, yeah, for me,
0: it wasn't my favorite, but the one of the ones that I loved the most because it had that that Vince Gilligan style to it was when he first got to Skinny Pete and Badger's house and he put his head against the door and it shot from like yeah, under so that the door yeah. was like super long yeah. and like you were looking up at his face yeah. but like from below and it was like. Oh, this is cool! Yeah. Like this is real. <laughs> this is really cool. Him
1: hiding when the when the one fake cop first stumbles upon him and yeah. he's in, like the little crawl thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Breaking back like the series, had just the weirdest cinematography at times. Like, I loved, I loved when they would put the when they would mount like probably a GoPro or some shit like on like a shovel. And, like, he would be digging, but you would see the perspective from the shovel. You remember that? Yeah. Like, it's those weird things. The
1: dirt clears up and the camera's looking out at the sky. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's
0: those weird things that are like, oh, this is cool. You know, like, I I really like this.
1: Yeah. They're weirdos. I don't know who the cinematographer is for this movie or for I'm sure Vince Gilligan went through many. Yeah. But
0: like, man, they speak results they're for themselves. Yeah. They're total weirdos. They're total weirdos. But, but I that's, love the creativity. That, yeah, that's what I love about it, is that they're they're not afraid to try something new. Yeah. So I'm cinematography different. Cinematography, amazing. Editing. <laughs> top tier. Edit, it is top tier. I mean, so the editor of this film is one of the editors of the series. His name is Skip McDonald. This dude is a legend for for just his style and it's just like it's so unique and i mean i mean like we talk about how breaking bad is unique every single player on the team of the crew of the of the ac- of the actors and everything every single person contributes their own unique style yeah, and makes away. this all feel different both to the show and to the film and i'm so glad that vince gilligan brought back Skip McDonald because he's a. In in my opinion, he's a big reason why Breaking Bad is the way that it is because he put his editing genius into it and like put his unique style into it and, and you see it reflect in this film and so so it's really really cool. Some of the some of the jumps between
1: time are so well done. Uh, the one of Jesse in the shower where he's hit by the water yeah. and it immediately cuts to uh him being hit by like a fire hose by the Nazis. Yeah, editing top tier, production design. Perfect. Once again, what more can you? Well,
0: the, I want to touch upon the production design on one specific thing because I, oh, I just love this. Okay. Look at the exterior of Skinny Pete and Badger's place. It's just, it's fine. You know, it's it's like it's it's okay, but you know, it's still kind of dirty. You get on the inside, and it's nice. <laughs> the one little detail of production design that I love are their chairs. I didn't notice this at all. What are you talking about? So their chairs are these like super fancy ones that like have gl- like uh like cup holders that have lights coming out the bottom. They're like switches for like I'm assuming some sort of like lights or some some sort of mechanic. Okay. And it's it's just funny because it plays on their characters of like. They don't know what to do with their money, you know? They have <laughs> I mean, they have so money. Stupid. They have money, but it's just like, what do we do? Let's buy these fun chairs. Yeah. You know? It's like they're, they're playing su- GTA. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like it's the it's the subtle things of like, you know, he has a nice house, like with a good exterior, but what does he spend his money on? What do they spend their money on? Chairs. The chairs you know? Yeah, it's just it's so games.
1: funny. I didn't even think about that. And he's got like a piece of shit car that he gets, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. I didn't pick that up. Good eye. Good eye. Thank That's you. That's really funny. Thank you. God, I don't even know what else to say about it. No. Like, six years went by, and it's like this episode came out in 2013. And no one would have blinked
0: an eye. I think all that needs to be said is just thank you, Vince Gilligan. Yeah. I mean, you—he you created, he created the greatest show of all time, an amazing universe with which we could get this series and also this film. And, I mean, he just gave us incredible characters. One of the greatest characters of all time in Walter White. And, I mean, it's all just, it's really just all, like, I, like I was talking about how there are multiple players within this team of the cast and the crew just bringing their different styles in to create this story. Mm-hmm. But there's also just that one, he if, if that's the team, he's the coach. He's the sure. manager who yeah. brings it all together. Yeah, your GM. He is the one that brings it all together and creates perfection because like in my opinion that's what that's what breaking bad is it's perfection dude yeah i don't think i've had one one thing about breaking bad that i don't like other than like other than like the standard like oh i don't like that character yeah but that's because that's how their character is supposed, supposed to, to be. be yeah you know it's yeah. not like i was seeing it uh incorrectly or anything like that it's just that it was written and performed and and shot everything was so, so well done. done that it's perfection yeah and so breaking bad el camino awesome if you haven't seen Breaking
1: Bad, you you really are doing yourself a disservice. You should really, really, really go check that out. If you're gonna watch any series at this point, like, like if I if I had a like like stuck on an island right and I had one series to watch, forever, that would be the series. And even though we've gone through this entire movie and gone through a lot of the show and maybe spoiled some stuff for you, if you're still at a point where you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you should watch Breaking Bad.
0: Breaking Bad was a series that like left no loose ends, but there was that one of what happens with Jesse, you know, and this like El Camino is the film that completes that, that story and that ties up that loose end and tells us he's okay, you know, and so the series and the film, they just tie together so well and you just need to watch them.
1: Yeah, they're both they're both excellent finales to their respective story mm-hmm. and characters, really, cuz if you want to attribute breaking bad to Walter White, this is the conclusion of Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. So, like and <laughs> you, you can't really ask for a better
0: one two character like like together. So, that about does it for our review of El Camino. Aaron, what would you rate this film out of 10?
1: On the arbitrary scale, I am going to give El Camino a Breaking Bad movie an 8.5 out of 10, because I think talking about it at length has made me like it more, but I still do feel like it is uh, a bit watered down and um, a bit too slow in some places, and has a good half hour that could probably be um, cut out of it, so... But I mean, like other than that, I, there's no flaw that I can really find. So I'm good with it. I loved it. I would watch it again after watching the series of Breaking Bad again, right? Like it wouldn't be like you watch Breaking Bad again and then don't watch this. So
0: welcome addition. Yeah, totally agree. Well, I think I, would, uh, I think I would also say the same for rating. Um, I think I'd probably go with an 8.5 as well. Um, I, I could venture into 8.4. Um, I think there are some parts of it. That I don't like as much as you do, but I mean, it's very minimal. So that's why it's only, it's only a step down by 0.1. So probably like 8.4, 8.5. That's, that's what I would give it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, then this is a must watch for sure. So yeah. So thank you guys so much again for joining us for this episode of the a and Podcast. We have been getting some really solid feedback from you guys, and we really appreciate the support. So really, thank you so much. If you haven't followed us on social media yet, Aaron, where can they find us? Yeah, we are
1: on iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and SoundCloud at The a Podcast. On Twitter.com, we are at a and And on Instagram, we are at
0: Aaron and Marco. So thank you guys once again for joining us on this episode. If you have any questions or if you have any opinions about El Camino, we'd really love to hear them. So please reach out to us on social media, send us a message and we'd love to hear it. So with that, thank you guys once again, and we will see you in the next one. Walter Jr. is a better character than Jon Snow.
1: What why do you do this to me? You he only does it oh, my fucking god. Now I'm entertaining a thought, dude. Shut up. <laughs> how do you how do you even like form that sentence? How can you say that? How dare you? You come into my house and you think you can say these things. <laughs> fucking how many ice demons has Walt Jr. killed? Huh? Answer me that. Fucking talking nonsense.